And that's why you can never have enough noise gates. What is going on, everybody? This is the Cover Band Confidential Podcast, the podcast for cover band musicians and band leaders to learn how to rock more and suck less. In Atlanta, Georgia, I'm Adam Johnson. In Greensboro, North Carolina, I'm Dan Ray. So you're going to try and make yours stretch as far out well, as possible. Well, y- yours was like high velocity, high impact. And I was like, let's just see what happens if I NPR this thing. Yeah, you're the yin to the yang or something to that effect. One of the one of the other to the, whichever the other is. Indeed. Yeah. Uh, how's it going? You know, not bad. Not bad, not bad. We're uh, two weeks out from the new project's first gig. Yeah. And uh, it's exciting. It's really exciting. We, I mean, I feel like the show's coming together and ready to go, and the gear's coming together and ready to go, and I think, uh, yeah, I think it's going to be something. Awesome. Yeah. So, I mean, a, a healthy amount of uh, trepidation and nerves. Uh, oh, of course. In anticipation of the, Absolutely. Know? Look, I think, I think um, with my previous band, we got to the point where gigging was, we, we always, I could have done it asleep. It was so automatic and so com- comfortable, but also autopilot-y. And, yeah. um, um, you know, I think there's a trade-off to be had there. One of the things that, that I, I have pledged I never want to be is a band that's bored with itself. So... Um, you know, we'll always mix it up. We'll always keep the edge in. You know that 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 kind of little bit of um, healthy anxiety is, uh, I think, really good for performance. So um, there's no anxiety like first gig anxiety. Of course, that's a whole other oh yeah, whole other beast. So we'll just see about that. But yes, I think it's gonna be good. So the other thing I've been doing weekly is this live music trivia thing, and it's a blast, and I'm not going to cover it for new listeners. Go back and listen to past episodes. You want to hear the details. But we added a new wrinkle to the game format this week, which is um, in addition to ringing in and naming the title artist and year, as I play through the song, I will occasionally stop and someone can ring in and complete the lyric Okay. of that moment of the song. And... Um, boy, it just added a whole new dynamic. Like people were... It used to be like you'd handle the questions of the thing and then i'd play the song and people kind of listen or sing along or whatever they did but this was like engaged listening singing along to keep up like knowing where you are in the song like everybody's attention stayed on it the whole time and then it was like somebody would somebody would give an answer that was like one word off and i wouldn't take it and somebody else would be like oh and then like come in with the right word there but mess up something else and like well between the two of you yeah just you know and so it, was, it it added a whole new level of fun to the thing. And so I think it's going to be a regular fixture from now on. It was suggested to me by one of my regulars who I gave full credit to. We, she and I agreed that if it was a great idea, it was hers. And if it was a terrible idea, it was mine. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a great idea. So she gets it. She fully gets credit for it. Um, awesome. And, uh, you know, the it, you, what, you can tell it was a good idea because of the energy that was there in the room. You can also tell because the tip hat overfloweth. It was a great night for Ooh. that. So... Um, yeah, by all measures, it was, it was a winner. Plus the owner of the place was there that night and, and was super enthusiastic about it too. So that's um, great. Yeah. Yeah. It was a very, very cool piece of learning. You know, I've only been doing it for three years. <laughs> well, it, it's a great example of like the, there's always new things to try, like innovation. For know, sure. Repetition does not necessarily squat, you know, squash innovation. Yeah, that's true. Sometimes, sometimes a sufficient level of boredom is, is what, it takes for, for, for new innovation. You know, we were having a conversation on the, the Patreon Slack 
Um, and one topic that kind of came up was differentiating yourself in a crowded market. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a dude I'd like to have on, uh, an, an interview in my local area here. Uh, his name's William, ne- William Neesmith. He's a solo mm-hmm. artist, a keyboard guy, and he, he's a song. He has some songs he's written and recorded and released and, and then plays out, but he's also a cover dude, but his show is so distinctive. Um, it's built around on anyone else, this would be cheesy. It'd be like a, it'd be like a shtick. It'd be, you know, corny or whatever, but his, his show's built around like glasses, different sort of comedy themed glasses that are themed with the song that he's playing. I can't even, I can't even quite recreate for you what they are, but like for, for a certain song, there'll be a pair of glasses, a big pair of plastic glasses that are the thematically a fit for the song. And, um, on anybody else, like that would be a hard thing to pull off and not be just full on cheesy, but his stage presence is so charming and sincere. Like it's just funny. It's just great. Um, and he really stands out from the market in that way. And, uh, you know, I, th- I think it'd be a good conversation to have with him about the thinking that went behind that. So mm-hmm. I'll chat with him. We'll see if we can see if we can hook that up. Cool. Yeah. How are things going with you? Well, it's funny you mentioned keyboards because uh, for those of you, well, no one can see this because we don't stream these anymore. Mm-hmm. But uh, right to uh, to my side here, I've got a uh, a full size keyboard that was given to me. What now? Yeah, so, um, you know, when you do what we do long enough and and enough people, you know, seem to hang on your words, uh, I wouldn't say they hang on to all of them because if they hung on to every word, they'd be hanging on to us saying, uh, and um, and like a lot. (laughs) But they do, some people do listen to the important ones and uh, a company called Donner, uh, which you may or may not be familiar with, I reached out to them because I was actually looking for a different piece of gear and they're like, Hey, we have this, uh, this new model and we're looking for reviews. Would you be up for reviewing it? And I was like, well, uh, I need a keyboard like MIDI controller slash piano in this space. And, uh, yeah. And so they sent me one. Cool. And I, uh, I put it through its paces and put the video together and it goes out tomorrow on the YouTube channel, but I still don't quite know if I have to send it back or not. Huh? Well, so, uh, the, you know, stay tuned for, <laughs> for future updates. <laughs> the disposition of said device. Is it, um, is it a, does it, does it generate its own sounds or is it just a MIDI controller? It is a digital piano, so okay. it does have its own sounds. I was, again, I wasn't expecting a whole lot. When it said digital piano, I was expecting, like, you know, three piano sounds. But this thing has, like, 238 built-in noises. Yeah. Um, and th- most of them are super functional and usable. I uh, Just for... Uh, there was a whole angle I was going to do in the video where I was like using it for a composition and I made that composition, but then I was like, I don't think this necessarily adds value to the content in the video itself. So I just did it for my own, I guess, creative enrichment. Um, but no, the, the, it, it sounds good. It, it, it hits all of the, all the, the, the things that I needed it to do. Uh, I wanted a full size 88 key keyboard. Yep. I wanted it to have built in sound so I could just fire it up and play something if I wanted to not have right. to plug a bunch of things in. Right. Um, I wanted it. Is it weighted to, keys? Yeah. Fully weighted. Wow. Dang. Okay. And, um, it retails for less than 400 bucks. Shoot. And, uh, 
if you tune into the video tomorrow, there is a discount code that gives you an additional 15% off of that there purchase. So wow. if you are in the market for a digital piano, keyboard, MIDI controller, uh, you could do a lot worse than yeah. what these guys are offering at this price point. It's it's they're kind of in rarefied air if i'm being perfectly honest because I, I i had to look it up um they're they're not there are keyboards in this price point but they don't have all the features that this one has hmm. so uh it's the donner dep20 and uh it's pretty great that's cool look forward to watching your uh video and uh let's see what else um we played last friday and i think the I guess the the through line of that will be circled back in the main conversation. Mm. Um, but we have been having challenges with Ableton playback, and we got everything set up. Uh, we sound checked; everything was perfect. We had everything going, and we went to go start the show, and Ableton wouldn't work. Nice. And it pushed back our start time like fifteen twenty minutes, like so much so that I had to like go and like talk to the front of house guy and our music director guy and be like, "Hey." we we've got a plan b we need to start plan b like now mm. uh because uh they were getting a little uh perturbed at the fact that we weren't playing um that being said the show itself went fine um you know we we pulled out a couple of those new tunes uh we did i ran and it it went over really well um there was one other one that we didn't get to do no 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 because that one i i was under the impression that like we hadn't done it before but it was uh we had an issue with Just Like Heaven, which we've actually done a handful of times already. Uh, more technical crap, but um, show went well, and we we had a good time and uh, trying to get a couple things done. Now, another thing that happened is that, um, you know, mo one of my goals this year was to find somebody to replace me. Yeah. And we had that guest vocalist come in. Uh, he came in and did two songs, and that was perfectly good. And, and you know, I think we're going to continue down that path. Awesome. The more complicated thing is that uh, May 21st, a month from today, not that that's going to give me anxiety, um, <laughs> we confirmed uh, a show, a very high, like, you know, full you know, full budget show and then some, and, uh, I'm, I'm out of state. So huh. the whole thing about setting a goal and actually it's funny in my like men's coaching group thing that I'm in, the newsletter that came out today was like, uh, you know, it's only, it's, it's a dream until it's scheduled. Mm. And when it's scheduled, it, ha it, it has to happen. And I was like, well, there you go. There it is. Yep. So, um, yeah, that is, uh, that's I've got to find a sub because that guy can't do it. And so I'm actually in a bit of a rough spot because oh, I've bummer. got to find somebody to fill that that spot. So if you are in the metro Atlanta area and you uh, are up to the challenge, it's not actually it's not that big of a deal. It's a two hour corporate set hitting half of the songs and playing a little guitar. It's not terribly difficult but if you're in the market and you have the availability coverbandconfidential.gmail.com i would love to hear from you well i'll tell you if that wasn't the date of the first non-self-created party that's booked for my new band i would come down and do it with you fun well you wouldn't be there but i'd come down and do it yeah i will be in florida doing that fly date thing nice that i had already signed up to do uh in addition cool with that weekend's going to be very lucrative yeah. um <laughs> if i can pull it off right if you survive it yes yeah also that so yeah those are kind of the uh the high points and um yeah just uh general 
nonsense around here. Um, I, I've been having fun with my, I got my smart light set up like Dan. Mm. And so I can, I've gotten all these little cues to tell the lights to do different things. And it's, it's been fun, uh, programming those and, and, uh, yeah, it's basically it. Yeah, it's good. Cool I think, beans. you know, when you make video content, like I was for a while when I was streaming a lot during the pandemic, mm-hmm. you know, the, the background light, you either, either get a green screen and do something shiny behind you, some yep. art, or you use colored lights to make the room pretty. And I have uh Philips Hue set up in here that is all tied into the Apple. I can't say her name, but because my room will react, things will yes. start talking back to me if I say, hey, what's your name? Yes. Yeah, her name starts with S yeah, and it ends in eerie. That's right. Um, but I can't say hey to her right now or she'll say nope. hey back to me. Um, but yeah, it's pretty cool to be able to say, hey, what's your name? Every day, every Thursday when we sit down to record this, I say, hey, what's mm-hmm. your name? Streaming. She turns yeah. the lights to, you know, this that you see behind us if you see video of this. So, uh, yeah, my cues are it's business time. Nice. Which basically just turns all the lights to white light. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's showtime and that dims them and changes the colors. Excellent. Um, now, the the one thing that I did add, and it wasn't here last week, is that there's now a light next to the amp oh. that glows orange. The orange amp. I the love orange. it. Yeah, yeah. I love it very much. So, just very a, much. fun I, little details. I've integrated some other pieces that are not HomeKit native. Um, through mm-hmm. a thing called Homebridge, which is an app that runs on a computer somewhere. So I can now say, hey, what's your name? Good night. And all my lights yep. will turn off, except for a couple that'll turn down to very low. And my Simply Safe will turn on and we'll be good to go. It's a good. Now, so, uh, this is a total non sequitur and yeah. not related to yeah. any of the things we're No, yeah, we're, we're just this... talking. Uh, what host are you using with Homebridge? Is that a Raspberry Pi? Is it running oh, off of? No, I have a, I have a, I bought a, a snuck, a, a, a NUC, a little um, standalone yeah. sort of hockey puck sized uh, Ubuntu Linux server that's running a bunch of things, including media services and a bunch of other doodads. So that's where Homebridge is. Uh, cool. I will circle back. We will have an offline conversation about yeah. <laughs> that specific piece of information. Yeah. Anywho, uh, well, so, you know, Switching gears with a couple of things, uh, you know, last week we had this really uh, cool conversation about what you would do in the event of a uh, an ambush wedding gig. Right. And um, we, uh, once again, are sourcing the main conversation of this week's episode from uh, the community. This one in particular uh, came through the Patreon Slack uh, compliments of Donnie Howard, who is uh, a great guy, kind of up, he's up in your neck of the woods, right? Uh Yeah. And uh, he's come down and visited me and uh, gotten to hang out with him a couple of times. But he had a situation pop up and wanted uh, to kind of unpack the uh, the general, uh, you know, consensus of the, the rest of the community. So uh, I felt like it was worth unpacking here For sure. uh, in real time with everybody else. So uh, the main thrust of his question is, you've lost a regular venue and can't figure out why. Maybe you reach out and get a generic, you're not a good fit, or a, yeah, we'll get back to you when we have some dates available, but nothing ever happens, nothing ever comes of it. What steps should you take to recover, improve, get better feedback, etc.? Yeah. So, in the first part of that, when he asked the question, my immediate thought came back to, what is the ultimate goal 
for this particular scenario? Is it to find out the why or is it ultimately to get back into the thing you're trying to get into? Yeah. And I think those two bits of information and those two objectives are not the same. And so the approach for either one of those is going to differ to a degree. Well, let me challenge that just a little bit. It could could be that knowing the why so that I can then take that as feedback feedback and adapt my product and make it more palatable in the market. That's one whole thing. Mm -hmm. There, There is this sales thing called overcoming the objection. Yeah. Right. And, and finding out what, what's happened is a first step to either of those things. Yep. And you might do both with them, frankly, but, um, I mean, the thing that, the thing that jumped out for me when I read that thing that Donnie wrote was, um, we as human beings have this thing we do where we actually think we know what other people are thinking. Mm-hmm. And we don't. We just really don't. We just really don't. Other people are so opaque to us most of the time. But we really think we know what other people are thinking. We really are certain about that a lot of the time. Or we're not and we're very confused. But, you know, what you're going to do when a venue you played at is ghosting you all of a sudden is project what you are worried that they're thinking about you into their heads and imagine that that's what's happening. And then in a lot of cases, decide that that certainly is what must be happening, obviously, because I thought of it. So it must be right. And then, um, and then start to plan and strategize from there as if that any of that was true and actual in the real world. Well, and it's pretty well established, you know, in 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 most you know educational or like uh the what's the word i'm looking for academic mm. uh scenarios that like we think that we are the star of yeah. everyone's movie yeah and we're just not no so we think that people think about us about a certain thing a certain way or whatever and in reality people don't think about us at all. No, no. Yeah. That, that thing you're self-conscious about wearing, because what will people think? They won't think it's, they won't notice you. It's not a thing. Yeah. yeah. Not a thing. Unless, unless you're at the front of the room with a guitar, making a lot of noise, then they notice you maybe. Yeah. But, uh, but apart from that, no, for the most part, people don't think about other people really much yeah. at all. We're all way too busy worrying about what other people are thinking of us. Yeah. Think about it. Anything about them. Um, so, so the point so, uh, is, that, here, well, sorry, was, go ahead. here's, here's what my whole thought about this is that like, you know, you're kind of talking about, you know, from a business standpoint, you're like, well, you want to get the objective so that you can X, Y, Z. But the other part of me, and it's funny because Mike Schulte of the pork tornadoes was it, it jumped into that, uh, another conversation that kind of reminded me of that where, um, you know, you can get that feedback and you can, uh, use it as a way to get, you know, back into that particular venue. But I kind of look at those kind of scenarios as like the, uh, like the ex-girlfriend kind of thing. So it's not that, it's not that like after you guys break up that you are going to, you know, go to the gym and do all of these things so that she'll take you back. You do those things so that you are better off. And if you run into them at some point, so so she sees you out there with a hotter girl. Yeah. Yeah. 
but you, yeah, so you want to be, you just want to be better to, you know, to rub it in, you know, whoever 100%. rejected you's faces. 100%. Yeah. And that's kind of, Mike's point about that was, well, if, if a, you know, if, if we're not getting clear communication from a venue or they kind of ghost us, you know, our objective is to, you know, book some place like adjacent to them and make them feel it. Right. In their, you know, in their wallets, which is, you know, if you've got the means to do that and you have the juice around town, you know, that is a very effective method. Yeah. Yeah. And I I mean, it's spiteful, but I like it. I think that's what it comes down to. Yeah. Some very amazing historic things have happened due to people being spiteful. True. It's true. That's true. You know, I think just to, to, to rewind though a bit, just to kind of extrapolate on the, you don't know what other people are thinking. Um, you also don't know what business situations people are dealing with. You don't know what they're, and actually here's, so I had a good example of this. I've been doing the trivia weekly at the Lexington location of this place, which is about half Mm -hmm. an hour South of me. Um, prior to that, I used to alternate between Lexington and Greensboro every Wednesday, and that was pretty okay. Um, but the guy who took over booking in Greensboro had some other idea and wanted to put me on once a month instead of every other week. I was fine with that. And so then I went to get back with him the second month of that and he never got back to me. And then the third month, that Sunday is this Sunday. He still hasn't gotten back to me. Hmm. And, uh, so I was in Lexington last night talking to the, the, the owner there. And, and part of what my conversation with him was, look, I've kept the trivia thing, um, exclusive to this outfit, this company that I'm working with, because you guys have been great to me, kept me really busy and it's all good. And I kind of feel like I should keep it exclusive to you. But if we're not going to do it in Greensboro, I got other places that would take it. And, you know, I don't want to hurt your feelings about that. So just kind of feel, feel out how that feels. And the answer was, well, the guy who took over booking there, he was a terrible fit. It was, that was not the right gig for him at all. We found somebody else to do that. So you just didn't know that you haven't been talking to the right person. Yeah. For me, it felt like I was being ghosted. He changed his mind. He wasn't talking to me. It really did feel like that. Yeah. Um, and I was making plans about how to work around that new fact of him being that way about it. But it turns out it was just a change of personnel. And I actually know the person who it changed to, and I already have a relationship with her. And so getting something going there will be easy again. But I didn't know any of that. So, yeah. so it felt a certain way to me that I was starting to have a reaction to and make plans around, even though I didn't know what was happening internally inside their you know, brains or business. So, you know, I think we, we extrapolate from what we perceive and often, um, the worst case extrapolation. Mm -hmm. Uh, and mostly it's just about kind of reaching, reaching out and finding out what's really going on most of the time. And sometimes there's weird stuff, you know, somebody else on the, the Patreon Slack had like a story about, um, during the pandemic, they, you know, like a venue that he was in circled wagons around two or three acts and it was all they had, you know, some business decision got made that excluded you. And so, all right. I mean, you can take that personally. You can take your business elsewhere, your offer, you know, product elsewhere. That's all valid. Um, the problem is if you make it be a personal thing and not a business thing, that's not great. Um, so. Well, and it, 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 it that that is complicated though because in a lot of circumstances it may not necessarily be personal but it, it can feel personal a hundred percent and and you know we as uh band leaders you know hold these projects very precious to mm-hmm. our to our little hearts and and so our, our our fifis get hurt when when those kinds of things happen yeah you know I, I mean my whole like approach to things is that 
I am 100% fine with working around obstacles because it's just the mindset that I've always had. So if something doesn't work a certain way, then it's like, all right, well, we're just going to find alternatives. I, I, I tend to not really dwell on stuff, hence the, you know, nine-year <laughs> uh, cold call process with that one venue. Um, but I think it is, um, in regards to, to, to these kinds of scenarios, uh, there's a another uh, term that gets bandied around about, kind of like to hop onto what you were saying is like clarity's kindness. So, mm, yeah. you know, seeking clarity for better or worse is ultimately what you should do because it is going to give you what it is you're looking for. It may not be the answer you want, but it is ultimately the one that you need to get. Yeah. So, you know, if you are a bad fit or, you know, I've gotten, I've definitely gotten feedback where it's like, you know, we, they just didn't like you. I was like, yeah. okay, well, you know, sometimes that that's just what you get. Yeah. And maybe it's maybe it's your song selection, maybe it's, you know, the 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 room full of people and, you know, the vibe or whatever. Like you can if you don't have those kinds of um Yeah. I, I guess I, I want to say ears, but like being able to read certain cues and adjusting accordingly can be kind of tough for for some people. It's definitely tough for me, so I'm you always know, very cognizant of that. My last band we played up like a straight up biker bar one time. Mm-hmm. didn't really understand that was what the place was until we walked into it. And so um, we pulled out Born to be Wild somewhere about halfway through the night and the place loved it. And apart from that, c- kind of not a lot of uptake. And, and the manager who booked us at the end of the night said, well, that was a nice try. No. <laughs> I was like, well, it was. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. We're, you know, a venue that does what we do, we kill. But this is not a good fit and we get it, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's there. There, being in this industry, it can be so. I'm, I'm going to use a fancy word, mercurial, mm. because the objective is not always clearly communicated. You know, oh, I mean, yeah, the the, the objective is uh, to keep people in a in a spot and consuming alcohol or food or whatever. Yep. yep. But the means about a hitting that objective are never the same. Right. 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 But, but you know, I, th- to, 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 in terms of clarity is kindness, like I so appreciated that guy saying, well, that was a nice try. Like it left me no illusions yeah. that, you know, if he'd said like, Hey man, that was great. I'll be in touch. I would still be grieving over the fact that he's not been in touch. Right. Even though I yeah. knew it wasn't a good fit. It didn't feel good the night. Like I yeah. wouldn't really want to go back there, but um, unless I put together a biker bar, Pro- project which could be kind of fun actually actually um, that would kick that would be a lot of fun yeah yeah um there, there there's a fair amount of competition for that in, in oh, my yeah. space here but um the point is like him telling me kind of like this didn't go great at the end of the night it didn't feel good but i it left me it left me whole in our interaction like i didn't i wasn't left reaching for something later you know yeah and and it left me better off than if if it'd been if he'd been nice Not that he wasn't nice, but like if he'd sugarcoated, it would have, it would have been less good for me than just the fact of it. Yeah. It it is. It's such a, this is one of those, like, you have to lean into these things because 
I don't want to hear these things. I don't yeah. want yeah. to like to go there, even though I know that ultimately it is the thing that I I need more than anything. But like this is so out. Like as a person who is not terribly outgoing and also super conflict averse, <laughs> like this is this is like the definition of hell on oh, earth. It's the for worst me. thing for you. Oh my yeah, god! It really is truly, truly, truly. Yeah, yeah. Well, so to Donnie's question, then. Sorry, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. Uh, by all to, means. To Donnie's question, when you don't get that, when it's like we're not calling you back and we're not saying why, how do you cope? What do you do? Yeah. And I think you know, at some point you just move on, right? At some point you just how how much energy you're going to pour into that black hole? Yeah. You know, in in the the specific case, and this is, I mean, Tales old as time. Uh, he was playing at a place regularly, and you know there was a changeover in the uh, in management, and the the person left. And classic, you know, this is it happens all the time. Oh yeah, and maybe the person that comes in is trying to do things differently, or they've got a different set of sensibilities, or whatever. Like there's the reasons behind it are so varied and, and really hard to pin down. So part of me is, is going, well, yeah, get the information that you need and retool the show. If that's what needs to happen or take the feedback and, and, and work accordingly. But on the same note, like also be prepared to work around those obstacles and find other means to, you know, get what you're looking for. Yeah. Cause it's not always going to, you know, even if you get the information that you're that you're looking for you may not get back into that spot sure and and it's and it's just as good of an exercise to kind of like wash your hands of the situation and move on as it is to get the on board the you know the honest feedback that is given to you and you know adjust your show accordingly that's right both of those things are equally valuable in my opinion absolutely absolutely and and the other thing is i don't know about your market but in mine it seems like every restaurant every bar everybody is adding live music right now i think it's yeah. i think it's um i have i've never seen anything like it i've never seen anything like, you know and and i'm so i'm dying with this like fomo that i have this band that has no market traction yet like there are all these places i want to go be in um and I'm going to be it's, but you know, this summer, this summer isn't what it would have been if the band had been ready at the first of the year. Well, sure. You know, um, well, the point is that, you know, at one venue going away, even if you had, a, had a great relationship with them for a long time, you know, there are other fish. Well, and also you have as a, as an, as a musician and as entertainment, you have the ability to do the same thing to a venue as a venue does to you. <laughs> That's true. So, for example, you know, we've, we did, we've done two shows at Vakeman's this year. And, um, the first time was like a weird scenario with like a snowstorm and mm. the pandemic and like they had closed down and reopened. And so attendance was light and, you know, we were just kind of like, this is best case scenario given the circumstances. Well, this next one we promoted the crap out of, and, you know, there were no extenuating circumstances and our turnout was better, but not to the level that it was pre you know pandemic when we could go in there and and really you know have a good night yeah and so for in that case like we're looking at that and going maybe this isn't a good fit for us anymore right and um and they've changed their they've changed things right it's it's different format different menu yeah 
menu's different. The layout of the room is different. The ticketing is different. The split is different. So a lot of, they're, they're doing a lot of adjusting. Mm. And, uh, I just think that in our case, it may be that the clientele has changed to a degree. Yeah. So, you know, we're trying to figure that out. And on the flip side, there was uh, a venue up here by my house, that hotel that we had done a couple of gigs at where right. like the guy who had ru- who booked it just rubbed us all the wrong way. Hmm. Well, come to find out he's not working there anymore. Go. Yeah. And so uh, I found that out the other day because uh, I was finally like circling back and like emailing him. I was like, hey, remember that time you double booked us and didn't tell me and... <laughs> Let's talk about that. And he's like, oh, I have resigned the position. I was like, yeah, sure you did. Right. Um, but I did get, in, I did find out who the new guy is and, you know, we threw our hat in the ring. We'll see if, if anything comes of it, but you know, it, there's a lot of times it feels like the person who is booking the shows is the one that holds all of the, all the cards, but all of you out there in the world, you guys have value that you offer and that is, that's worth something. And I think we are so willing to just give it away, mm. uh, because we're worried that, uh, people aren't going to take it, that we don't, uh, we don't harness it to its full potential a lot of the time because we're afraid to. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things about there being an explosion of places that are booking is that the leverage shifts toward us when that happens. There's actually That's right. the leverage shifts toward supply when the demand goes up. And so, you know, I, I feel like we're now in a place where I don't know. I don't know if I'll do a solo acoustic show for less than 200. I probably won't. Okay. I, you know, I don't, I don't know if I'll do, I'm a four piece band. I think I'll probably start asking at 600 for a bar gig at least. Okay. You know, even with no name, you know, it's not like we have no name. I have a name. Other players yeah. in my band have a name. Um, and it's a new project with veteran players. And that's, you know, not an unheard of thing. Yeah. Um, and I think, I think a few of us making that move would tip the needle. I think that, that we, we are in a place where for the first time since, you know, the seventies, we have an opportunity to shift the bar scene from hundred bucks a man. And uh, it's just going to take the courage to, to, to stand for it. I, I, that's all it's going to take. Yep. I mean, it, it's always been that way. I, and, and, you know, we've, we've said it before, hundred dollar a man gigs are always going to exist. There's just, there's always going to be, uh, a spot for the market to, to bear it. But there's also a lot of other opportunities like three live music venues have opened up in like a five mile radius of my house over the past like couple of months. Yeah. Which is, which is good. And, um, you know, we just got to get back out there and, and, you know, we're kind of getting out of our comfort zone and trying to do more public shows just to kind of, again, reestablish the fact that we're, we're still here. Still exists. Cause a lot of bands, yeah, a lot of bands didn't make it all all through there. And so we're trying to, you know, you know, that that's ultimately the marketing push for bands now is the, Hey, we made it. We're still here. Yeah. Yeah. Now yeah. Or, wait, yeah. So, so mine is like, we didn't make it, but we're new. We got something else. There yeah. you go. Yeah. yeah. So don't be afraid yeah. to like to take, take your value seriously and, and work for it. And there will always be hundred dollar a man shows as long as there is supply at that price point. 
which I mean, so feel to be fair, free. There always will be. To co- I, well, yeah, I don't know. I think I think I mean, let's reach out to our listeners at least yeah. and say like, consider not providing value at that price point. Pro- consider, yeah. you know, at least in this season, trying to step up the 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 bare minimum. Agreed. Right, one hundred fifty a man, two hundred. I don't know. The show that I have thousand a man, maybe the show I have going on. Um, it's a on the thirtieth. Our first show is a backyard house party house house show in a neighborhood that does that a lot, and mm-hmm. so it's like a suggested tip kind of thing. So I'm yeah. I'm I'm minimuming my guys at a hundred dollars because you know I, I I I do what I say except for me, um, and. So we'll see. I probably, I, I don't expect that I'll personally make out okay on that one, but it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. There's, there's been a couple of conversations about that in the group too, about, you know, those, those, uh, band leaders who are just like, we'll, we'll take this one on the chin because it will benefit yeah. the group as a whole. Right. And if you're not prepared to do that kind of thing, for your for your bandmates then you know that's just something something to consider yeah because ultimately if if the success of the group is uh is important to you and and it's more important to you than you know a single payday then you know you may want to consider your priorities i have this i have this privilege of being in a like having a day job that's pretty damn good i just got a promotion this week and Nice. Uh, you know, it's, I, I, I can handle, I can handle 300 bucks to get my guys, you know, I'm, I'm never going to have them play for less than that. If I, yeah. th- that's kind of my policy. Like that's, I'm never going to have them play for less than that. If I have to cover it so they never play less than that, I'll do it. It's fine. Yeah. Um, but you know, let, let's like do our, let's put our, put our time in, in that market and then move up upstream. Cause I don't need to spend time doing that. Let's just have it be corporates and. Privates yep. and weddings and things like that. Let's go there. Absolutely. Let's level up. Level up. Let's do it. Because leveling up solves all the problems of mystery ghosting venues that never call you back. Yeah. Solves that because, whole problem. Yeah, because the they're they're coming to you. You can be the ghoster, not the ghosty. That's right. In conclusion, be the mean girl. <laughs> I don't know. Oh. Yeah. Be, yeah. You be the mysterious one, not the other way around. Be the Heather. In well, which Heather? Any of them. They're all horrible. Yeah, but like in the movie, there's multiple Heathers. It's been a long time for. I just remember them all being horrible. J- be uh, Christian Slater in that movie because he blows himself up and blows the school up. Yeah. No? Yeah. That's I a mean, bad any, listen. I think anytime you can be Christian Slater, probably that's a thing you want to do. Let's work on having better analogies uh, for next time. <laughs> yes, for sure. My analogies right now are like a pile of bad soup. There you go. Well, folks, I hope that you were able to glean some sort of wisdom out of that word salad <laughs> that we just uh, provided. But you know what? Salad is good for you. It's got fiber and it's got uh, vital nutrients. So, mm, you know, mm. w- what we provide is a uh, is a healthy alternative to the, uh, you know, substance-less podcasts out there in the world or something. Analogies. Yep. 
All right. I think we should stop while we're ahead, uh, which is being very generous. Thanks Dude. everybody for tuning in. Uh, always fun to, uh, get out there and communicate with all of you guys. Uh, the Slack channel has just been, uh, real lively and, uh, we've got some, uh, some other fun topics that we can uh, glean from. And if you have any questions or any specific things that you would like to hear uh, us ruminate on, let us know. Confidential at gmail.com. And uh, we would, you can hit us up on any of the other uh, social channels, uh, or you can just listen to all the things that Mr. Moskowitz is about to tell you. But uh, that being said, I think we'll go ahead and call it for this week in Atlanta, Georgia. I'm Adam Johnson in Greensboro, North Carolina. I'm Dan Ray. You have been listening to the Cover Band Confidential Podcast for the week of April 22nd, 2022. Have a great week. And that's how you rock more and suck less. Hey, listener, this is Adam Moskowitz of the Van Band out of South Florida. Yes, another Adam. Adams are taking over the cover band scene. Get used to it. Sorry, Dan. On behalf of Cover Band Confidential, thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode. Now, I know you want to support this cast, so this is how you do it. You subscribe, you leave a five-star review, you share this episode with your musician friends, and you throw a screenshot on your story. And you go ahead and you follow the podcast on all the socials. You got Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, all of them. These gentlemen, Adam Johnson of Members Only and Dan Ray of the Clinky Lincolns, have graciously given us vast amounts of great content. So as a thank you, go ahead and send them some green energy on their Patreon page. For real, send them some digital coins. And when you do that, you'll get access to the Slack back channel, which is just musicians and band leaders chatting about the craft of being in a performing cover band. The wins! The losses. The behind the scenes goodness. If you play at least once a month for money, all I'm saying is break off a few bucks for your favorite podcast that you always listen to. Any questions, comments, hit up the Facebook group, send a text or voicemail to their hotline. That's 404-491-0910. You can also email coverbandconfidential at gmail.com. If you'd like, you can find my band on Instagram, Facebook, at VAMBAND. That's V-A-M band. Do it. Seriously, I want to see that CBC bump. Or you can find everything you need at VAMBAND.com. We started in 2019. We play funk, pop, soul, R&B, Motown in Southeast Florida. I play guitar and backup vocals at Adam Moskowitz Music on IG. Also follow the CBC host on IG. That's at Adam Patrick Johnson and at Dan Ray Musician. Or visit coverbandconfidential.com for all the goods. I'm going to go ahead and call it for Adam Moskowitz in Boca Raton, Florida. That was your outro bumper on Cover Band Confidential. Always be performing! Mm.